Welcome to Abiding Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget... You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 1, verse 1 through 4, perspective. What we might lose sight of is that all of this is part of even a greater story. In God's ultimate purpose and plan, for everything in your life. And that started not when Jesus was born and not even in the Garden of Eden, but before time began as we know it, in eternity. When God would think of a world that he would create in his plan to create the heavens and the earth, and he would think not only of this creation that he did create, but no doubt in God's capacity, every possible scenario and every possible earth and heavens that he could possibly create. And he created this specific one with you in it and with you in mind. Now, this was troubling to me as a kid, because as you think about the implications of that, that means that God seeing every possible scenario, he chose to create this specific world with you in it, knowing that you would be a sinner knowing that the fall would take place. And that's a little bit troubling, but God had a good reason for that. This is something that always bothered me as a little kid. You know, I was six years old. The first time I thought about this, I remember thinking, well, if God's all-knowing, all-powerful, he can do anything, then why would he allow what happened in Genesis chapter 3? Why would he allow that? And so it's kind of been a lifelong journey to figure that out and to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal those things in my own heart. So he created the world in Genesis chapter 1 and putting man and woman in the garden. Of course, taking the woman out of the man. We won't get into all of that. And one thing that he did say to them in Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 through and 17, he said, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil... You shall not eat, for in the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. Now, as you know the story, Adam and Eve in the garden, Eve at the tree. And this is what's interesting as we, as we read the, the Bible, as you kind of unpack the things that you see in the Bible. In Ezekiel chapter 28, we see a narrative that speaks of Satan, how he was the head cherub that covereth. He was a beautiful angel with inlaid stones in his body and and even musical instruments, it would seem, built into him. And he was perfect in every way, and he was in the garden of God, and he walked amongst the fiery stones, it says, until, and, and so it tells us there that it was in the garden of God that iniquity was found in him. We know from Isaiah 14 that he wanted to be like God. And you think about that, you know, he's beautiful, perfect in every way in his creation. He wants to be like God, no sin in him. And so we know that God created him with the ability to choose, because obviously God would not make someone sin, right? And so he puts within him this ability to choose. 
And Satan becomes envious because when he creates man, man is what? Like God. In God's image. And it makes Satan envious. Iniquity was found in him. And so he was tempted himself in his desire to be like God to bring the man down and to bring the man into bondage. So, of course, we see that scene with Eve and the serpent under the tree and, you know, questioning what God said. And Eve, being confused and being deceived, she takes from the tree, she eats, and she gives to her husband who's with her. I'm guessing that he's not like with her. What are you doing? You know, I'm guessing he's with her because he's the only one with her in the garden, right? So I'm guessing it means he's with her in the garden, not with her, like watching. Hey, you know, and so he sees that she's fallen. He sees that she's eaten, falling with the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. She takes and eats of the fruit and she gives to her husband. He knowingly eats of the fruit and that seals mankind into a fallen state what is his fallen state? Of course, separated from God, spiritually dead. But this is the interesting thing. Not all bad. Okay, now I think there's some people who've said, oh, man's completely bad. Well, man can act completely bad, but he knows good and evil. So that's the problem here is, is that man is bad, but he knows good. And he knows what to do is right, but he doesn't want to do it. Yeah, man's fallen, man's depraved, but he's also has a knowledge of good. And every man has a knowledge of good. And that's the whole problem. So knowing evil, man can also know good by contrast. Because you can't really know good if that's all you know, right? I mean, think about it. You have to have evil, otherwise you don't understand good. You just, that's just what you are. And so by having the evil, you also have good, which enables every person. And this is what the point was. It enables every single person with volition, with choice. And that was God's whole point. That was God's whole reason for this. So knowing both good and evil would put the fallen man in a place where he could choose to reject the good or choose to receive the good. That's why it's hard to put down an Oreo, because an Oreo cookie, if you think about it, is good and evil in one cookie. <laughs> Have you guys seen this? I mean, this is, it's black and white. It's delicious and fattening. It's, no, it's true. You know, I, I think that we all make these choices in our lives, and I don't think that anybody becomes a Christian just so easily. Right? I mean, there is a war that happens, isn't there? I mean, it's like, I don't want to do it. You know, I do want to do it. I don't want to do it. I do want to do it. I remember the moment, you know, I was pretty sold on the fact that I was going to marry my wife. But there was a moment. There was a moment where they mistakenly put me in the bottom basement of Calvary Chapel Pocatello. And I was all dressed for the wedding. And she's upstairs getting ready. And I'm down there by myself. Never leave a groom by himself. I'm sitting there down by myself with my thoughts. And I'm thinking to myself, what am I doing? Now, it wasn't that I didn't absolutely love her. It wasn't that I wasn't absolutely in. But there was 500 people upstairs waiting for me to come up and stand in front of them. And I could not stand in front of a crowd. And I was a little bit freaked out about it. And so I'm sitting there thinking, what am I doing? Uh, you know, and I, uh, for a moment, maybe I thought about running, you know, running away. But I didn't. 
I had that choice. I mean, I could have done, you know, got away or I could have been. And it's always a choice. It's a choice that we have in a relationship has to be based on choice. Otherwise, it's no relationship at all. Now, of course, the penalty for the transgression was death. On the day you eat of it, you shall die. So it was game over unless somebody intervened. Unless there was some sort of intervention. Somebody had to die. Or Adam and their Eve and their offspring would. But God had a plan. Now, here's where we see the plan, and we don't see it actually until Romans chapter 8, verse 20 and 21, where Paul the Apostle explains to us, For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself will also be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. So God knew that Satan and Adam and Eve would do what they did, and he didn't make it happen. It says he did not willingly, but he knew that the outcome of that would not only be choice, but it would mean that those who would choose to follow God, which, of course, God doesn't want robots. He doesn't want, you know, okay, you get to come and you don't get to come and it's, you, know, you don't have a choice in it. He wanted them to have that choice so that they would want to be there. Otherwise, it would have just been like that without the fall. And so now you have a man who's on the wrong side of God, who knows good, but doesn't want to do it, who has to reject his nature and choose good that he knows, because he has a knowledge of it, apart from his character and his heart, and that God would accept him and make him into a new creation. And that would ultimately result in the revealing of the sons of God, which is the ultimate purpose of God's plan at the end, at the very end, and we're going to get there. But in Romans chapter 5, verse 19, it says, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. So God would give a promise of his coming son. God God would say this to Satan. This is interesting. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, the whole thing's gone down. You know, God says... You know, have you eaten from the tree that I told you not to eat? And the man says, the woman you gave me, she gave to me and I ate. And the woman says, the the serpent, he deceived me. And so then God, and and the serpent doesn't give any excuses. Of course, at this point, you have to understand what has happened. The serpent now, Satan has now, in his craftiness, and he understood that this would be the result of it. When he got the woman to submit to him, and he got the woman, the man to submit to the woman who was, had submitted to him, he would find himself as their ruler, their king. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991. Or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening. And remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.